0: If the US government, the media, the legal system, and the church can't keep democracy alive, it's time for a State Sale, a podcast on American democracy, because America is better than this.
1: Thanks for joining us once again on a State Sale where we investigate why our democracy is failing. I'm co-host Lori Lattimore-Volkman
0: and I'm Brad Rayleigh.
1: Today we're going to jump right into the absurd myth that mail-in voting is fraudulent.
0: President Trump is stepping up his effort to discredit mail-in voting as vulnerable to fraud, ramping up
1: attacks on Twitter and on television. I think mail-in voting is, is going to rig the election. I really do. They want to steal an election. That's all this is all about. They want to steal the election. No way you can go through a mail-in vote without massive cheating. He's repeatedly tried to claim that voting by mail is going to mean millions of fraudulent votes and that the November election will be rigged if states are allowed to do mail-in voting, which is ludicrous on many levels. For one, and Brad, you can really speak to this, he likes to make this distinction between absentee voting and mail-in voting. And so just real quick, there really is no difference the only difference yes. is kind of in the logistics. Absentee balloting is when voters know they're gonna, for some reason, they're not gonna be able to get to the polls on election day. They're gonna be out of town, they have to work that day, childcare, or just, they have issues where they can't go. They send in a request and your county election office sends you a ballot after they've verified you're a registered voter, and then you have the opportunity to mail that in. Right. But mail-in voting, the only difference is the election commission just sends a ballot automatically to registered voters, to verified right. registered voters. And so when you fill that out and mail it in, it's counted. They wouldn't know the difference whether it was mailed in because they sent it to you or because it had been requested as an absentee. The ballot right. counting is done in the exact same way. There is, There truly right. is no difference. It's really in how you get that ballot.
0: And how you send it back here in Colorado, we have that. I have to say it is one of the most civilized ways of voting. Lisa and I talked about this the very first year we did it because you know how it is, you go into that ballot box and it, yeah, there's no question about who we're voting for at the top of the ticket and we're voting for, you know, Democrats, uh, for state house or whatever, but then you get into some of these more arcane kind of, and you know, you're trying to memorize before you go in there, how am I going to vote on this? Well, what we did is sat down as a family around the kitchen table and talked about and researched some of these uh, questions or judges or whatever, you know, these other things. And we're able to have a conversation and come to an agreement about how we were going to vote on them that I thought was really, that's the essence of democracy. So it was, and then by the way, here in Colorado, we can mail it back. It has to arrive by the date of November 3rd It has to be received. It can't, it can't just be postmarked before all this stuff with the mail. We just feel so much more safe taking it to the courthouse and dropping it in the box. So that's another option. So you just are getting, we're just getting the ballot ahead of time. We can look it over, we can talk about it, sign it, and then we just go and drop it off just like we would in a normal situation.
1: Right, right. And we can get into some of his claims of fraud in a second, but we should highlight this idea that he's trying to sabotage the U.S. Postal Service. I mean, it's voter suppression of the entire country (laughs) With with what he's trying to do by hamstringing the Postal Service. I guess quick review for those not paying attention. Recently named US Postmaster is really just a a loyal donor, um, Louis DeJoy, who implemented a lot of strategies to make it really hard for the post office to operate effectively, like taking away overtime and taking away some of the the mail boxes. So essentially making it making it really hard for the U.S. Post Office to do its job in a timely way. And that makes a huge impact on the election when states are saying, if you don't get your ballot in by November 3rd, if it's not received, much less postmarked, if it's not received by November 3rd, they aren't counting it. And that is Trump essentially setting up this idea that you can't count half those ballots that are going to be coming in by mail, which he's assuming are more likely going to be democratic voters because the democratic voters are the ones most concerned about COVID and taking that seriously and taking the, the threat of being in a long line at a polling place for hours and hours as a serious potential public health threat. And so he's making this assumption that not counting the, the mail-in ballots is going to be to his advantage. Until, of course, someone told him that, you know, there's a bunch of Florida voters. Right. They're kind of worried about, you know, standing in line because coronavirus is surging and I don't know if that's going to be good. So suddenly he tried to double back and say, well, mail-in voting is fraudulent except in Florida because they've got a really tight system, which is absurd.
0: Yeah, it is absurd.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, states like Colorado, Washington, Nevada, Oregon. They've been, you guys have been doing this for years, right? Yeah. Yeah. And as I recall, you even, you can track your ballot. Can't you now, Correct. if you mail it in just Correct. like you can, you know, FedEx package. Yeah. And like you said, if anything, your ballot is more legit because you've actually researched, you've spent some time right. on it.
0: You're not voting under pressure. I agree with everything you just said. I mean, this whole artificial distinction between absentee and, and mail-in is, is ridiculous. Let me just say here, by the way, um, almost everybody in the president's orbit uh, votes by mail. Um, yeah. we know that, and they've even admitted. So I will also add that, uh, I think he is miscalculating because it isn't just Florida. Uh, elderly people, uh, are ones who are most, uh, you know, are, are obviously very reasonably concerned about COVID are most likely to take advantage of this. In fact, there have been attempts in States for the primaries to have absentee excuses include uh, fear of COVID. And you remember that Wisconsin, where Wisconsin Republicans yes. actually—and this this is unbelievable to me—went to court to try to force, uh, and absolutely absolutely did force Wisconsin voters to choose between being safe and voting. I mean, they they were willing to kill people in order to win that election. They voters lost because, turned
1: out in yeah. droves.
0: Yeah, I would also add to this, by the way, that just as we've talked about with Trump, that he is he's not some kind of oddity that came out of nowhere. That this is not some tangent. Republicans have been doing elements of this going back to 2000. I still remember the Bush administration hiring an attorney who was just on it, trying to figure out ways to exclude voters. So they did things like uh, vote caging. I think it was what it was called, where they would actually send a letter to a, an address. And if they didn't get a response back, they kicked them off the rolls. Trying to take away uh, polling stations in predominantly minority districts, trying to, you know, push voter ID, which, you know, it was one thing, as I've said to people who are like, well, why, why is it unreasonable to ask for an ID, which it in some ways isn't, but if you make it incredibly difficult to get one, I mean, there were some States that were allowing like your, your gun license, that was okay. But a student ID wasn't okay. You know, right. that kind of thing. So you were making it so that the poor, the working class who had to work all day and had daycare issues, you know, for them to take a couple of buses to get an ID, so it's all long story short, Republicans have been trying to make it harder to vote for a long time. Trump is just amping that up and actually saying that as he does so many times saying the quiet part out loud, saying this is about the election.
1: I was going to add that when he was asked about this, you know, some of these regulations and things with the postal service, he actually said, well, it's going to be harder to to get (laughs) reelected, you know, and, and all the people around him have said the same thing. They've actually, actually said that on the interviews on Fox news.
0: You know, this is the thing I'm always reminded Kevin Cruz saying, let's not forget these are not very bright people. I'm also reminded of one of my favorite far side cartoons, which is a a lineup. You know, there's an old woman with her purse and there's a lineup on the other side and one of the guys on the other side points and says, that's the purse right there, you know, I mean, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) that's how these guys feel they feel about that smart
1: and we should also say that these claims of so much fraud in voting are basically embellished and unfounded and in fact when we have had real cases of fraud who's been doing it the republicans (laughs) you know like the the main one we can even point to that's an actual fraudulent case was the midterms in north carolina where
0: right right
1: where, about that. <laughs> where the guy yeah. was sending out his people to go collect the the yes. absentee ballots and then throwing them away, you know, or or changing them, or you know, like not letting votes for his opponent be counted.
0: That's a Baptist minister, by the way. Yes, right. yes, yeah.
1: which is awesome, and. Mike Pence, a couple weeks ago, he's on Fox News, and it's clear he was given this talking point like right before he goes on because he, he didn't get any of the facts right. And nobody knows until, you know, like The Washington Post has to do a story on it. But he claims that there was um, this Democratic super PAC that had all these falsified votes counted in the 2012 election in Indiana, where he was the you know, former Republican governor. Well, it was actually 2016, so he, he didn't even have the right election. But whatever. Then it wasn't the actual votes; it was voter registration, and some there was some falsifying of the of the registration, but they were caught and flagged right. and right. removed. And so, in some ways, his little story actually points to how there isn't fraud because it. There is a way to, to check this, you check it against the voter registration records and you, you can check that somebody has voted or, or not voted, you know, like, so this concern that people are gonna, they're gonna mail in a bunch of ballots. Like it doesn't get counted, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it gets flagged. They are looking for this.
0: Yes. So, and by the way, does this remind you of ACORN? Remember the whole thing about ACORN. So they actually, I remember having arguments with people, uh, on, online because they were like, ACORN shows that they're the left is willing to cheat. And I'm like, okay, first of all, they were registering voters and yes, there were some of their, as I recall, some of their workers were actually doing some things that were, and ACORN themselves caught that they caught it and reported it and, and yet that becomes the story. But that again, it wasn't about voter fraud. It stuns me. I mean, it stuns me. I have yet to have a, a Republican friend or, or relative address the issue that Republicans want fewer people to vote. And it is clear. I think it was David from that said when Republicans start losing, uh, elections, they're not going to shift policies. They're going to try to change the rules that they don't believe in democracy. They only believe that they need to, they deserve to, to rule. And if they're not allowed to govern, Or not govern, which is what they do, um, they're gonna blow the system up because they don't believe that people should have the right to vote. They don't.
1: Right. And all of this, too, is part of Trump's plan to set up this just distrust in the election that it's all rigged so that when he does lose, because the polling is pointing to him losing and he knows he's in trouble. (laughs) So, what's he gonna do? He's just gonna try to make the election seem illegitimate right by setting that up now that it's there's fraud in mail-in voting that you can't trust this we can't count the ballots after november 3rd it does come down to the fact that i lose by you know on november 3rd there was you know it there was some fraud in the voting that you know we we can't so we can't accept that we're gonna have to go back and and redo this Take it to the Supreme Court or something absurd or I just won't leave office. All of this is just to undermine the whole process and the whole election. I mean, that is really what's going on. Washington Post in 2016 and 2018, they looked at like three states and they studied uh, 4.6 billion million votes cast and they found just under 400 that had some discrepancy. So it's like right. it's like 0.000. 000 Oh, two five percent Like it's such a small percentage, it's not an issue.
0: The actual voter fraud is essentially a rounding error.
1: Yeah. I think what we actually notice is how our system is really pretty tight, you know, with the, with the registration. So like you said, their only ploy is to just get people not to register and not to vote because they know the rest of it actually works quite well.
0: Non-existent whereas voter suppression is absolutely existent and we know that and and you know That's why they were so angry about the voting rights act and wanting to gut that. I mean that they they don't want especially People of color. They don't want poor people voting. They don't you know, yeah, certainly don't want you and I voting
1: Can you imagine supporting the party that says we don't really want you to vote but hey democracy?
0: (laughs) Right, right What
1: is your problem?
0: I made that point to uh conservative Christian friend um <laughs> that very point of saying look you guys are the ones saying we're a Christian nation and that our democracy is God ordained and yet you're in a party that actually doesn't believe in democracy clearly
1: right. um
0: and I think for many of them to be honest they don't pay attention enough yeah so you know they hear snippets about voter fraud and and everything else it's a curious kind of approach because even when I called my senator here in uh, Colorado Senator um, Cory Gardner who is a Pretty much a, uh, an empty suit, um, <laughs> but he's from Yuma, Colorado. So he's yeah. from down the sticks and um, his staffer said that Corey was actually in on this. I actually kind of believe one of the things that that one of the miscalculations here is that the mail in voting and even just the post office take voting out of it. Right. Rural America right. depends on that. So I think that one of the things and, and the Washington Post had a story on this, that this actually gives Democrats a legitimate argument to be made to these rural voters who have been pretty reliable Republican voters for quite a while to say, hey, they don't want you to vote because they." I mean, there's possibly I'm, I'm guessing with Trump in the in the back room, not him because he can't do math. But <laughs> henchman uh, is probably looking at the numbers and saying, well, it. I mean, so, so, so rural, rural Republicans don't vote. It's not enough to actually really, I don't know. I mean, that right. doesn't seem to make sense because you know, that's the edge, you know? And then of course, on top of that, his <laughs> monstrous miscalculation and going after Goodyear, uh, which is headquartered in Ohio, which is a swing state, you know? So he, 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 because he's not very smart is willing to alienate some of these base elements, you know, rural farmers, rural uh people in general now he's going after people who are actually still in manufacturing yeah one of those rare kind of american you know that he's supposed to bring back and he is now calling for a boycott of one of the largest tire companies that's still made in america uh that happens to be in a swing state And you're like you're not very bright are you i mean yeah. and, and he isn't yeah. i mean he's just responding reacting you know
1: thing that they were banning MAGA hats, which wasn't actually the case. It's just a
0: policy Oh, I didn't that, know that.
1: Yeah, but it's a policy that no employee can wear anything political. And there was a falsified video. So none of it was true to begin with. But right. what's his reaction? Boycott one of the biggest American manufacturing companies. Like such an idiot. There's no vision with him. It's just, yeah. I am mad because that attacked me personally, or I think it, I feel like it did. So I need to go after well, them.
0: He's a malignant narcissist, I think is what, what- <laughs> psychologists say. The best example of this, his younger brother passed away. Not only he went golfing, he went and visited his brother for an hour and then he went golfing when his brother actually died. And we know actually when his older brother uh, died, his uh, niece says that he called uh, her mother and told her that, that, that her, his brother was on, on his, he was not going to make it the doctor. And he went, he went to the movies. Then, so, you know, but then he comes back around and when he's on Fox and Friends talking about his brother, the only way he can talk about him is in the context of me. He yeah. was like, well, he was one of my biggest fans. He loved everything I did, was such a supporter. Of he never said anything about who, I didn't even know who this guy is. You know, it was ridiculous.
1: Kept going on about how he was never jealous of me. Like, gosh, can you project anymore? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, Man, my. he is just.
1: Cancerous. He is such a yes. cancer. Yes, yes. So basically, everyone, this is what it comes down to. Mail-in voting is absolutely secure and is really no different than voting by absentee ballot. And, by the way, is the way our president is going to vote. So, but if you are concerned about your health and safety standing in a long line on Election Day, which is absolutely legit, then by all means, get your ballot early and vote by mail. But... Although Louis DeJoy tried to assure Congress he would not implement policies before the election that may slow down the mail, I would caution against mailing in your ballot. The safest thing to do is to get your ballot early and vote immediately. In many cities, there'll be early polling stations where voters can cast a ballot in a voting booth anywhere between two and four weeks before November 3rd, and therefore avoid the crowds and long lines and still vote the voting booth. Or you can request an absentee ballot now so that it arrives by early October when you can begin mailing it in. If you choose to mail it, mail it immediately so there's no chance of delay and no chance that your ballot comes in after November 3rd and therefore doesn't get counted. Or, and this is what I'm going to do, drive to the county election office or an early voting poll and drop it off. I highly recommend going to votesaveamerica.com to find out all things about voting. It will let you know if you're registered, where you vote, like where your actual polling station is, and any information about voting in your state and your county, and how and where to request an early ballot if you'd like, information about sending it in, et etc. et cetera. Votesaveamerica.com. Do not let Trump and the GOP suppress your vote. It's time
0: for a state sale, a podcast on American democracy, because America is better than